Okay, the big number this week is CPI. The second biggest number is PPI, and they're back-to-back -back starting tomorrow. Mark Hamrick is joining us from Bankrate.com, senior economic analyst. Mark, good to see you again. Hello, Oliver. Good to see you as well. Market seems to be optimistic. Is that the right read here? Uh, is, should we interpret this uh, rally the last uh, week as an uh, indication of what's coming up tomorrow? No, I, I wouldn't use that as a uh, reason to forecast economic data uh, <laughs> any differently. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we're still in the thick of it with respect to inflation. And I think this week's numbers are going to demonstrate that. And then the Federal Reserve is going to use the sledgehammer here on the 21st with this uh, much expected 75 basis point rate hike once again. So 75 pretty much locked in. Nothing here that could uh, change next month, of course, or this month rather, maybe not even next month either. Well, I'll never say never. Uh, I wouldn't want to say there is nothing that could uh, make that happen, but let's just put it this way. Nothing we expect uh, will intervene in that time. And remember, we're only now in neutral range, to the best of our knowledge, with respect to the benchmark federal funds rate. And we still have a bloated balance sheet. And, and all that means that the Fed has more work to do. And uh, it also needs to restore its credibility, which was badly damaged by having essentially been asleep at the switch by using the word transitory about inflation, which has not been. And so uh, that's why Jay Powell and his colleagues are deadly serious about this task. And uh, they've said both directly and indirectly that we should look for the 75 basis point move and then probably, uh, you know, more work to do here uh, before the end of the year with respect to other rate hikes. May not be using the sledgehammer with the three quarters of 1% after that. Uh, maybe we'll get something a little uh, less outsized, but, uh, you know, they want to get up into restrictive territory and, and they want to get there sooner rather than later with these so-called so front end loaded rate hikes. And if the 8% hits tomorrow is expected, still a level intolerable by every standard. So uh, should we not think any of their tone changes uh, until what level, uh, Mark? Where do we start to maybe see a little bit of a change in tone? Any thoughts on what kind of number the Fed would have to see? Well, uh, numbers the likes of which we haven't seen so far. Uh, and of course, uh, clear and convincing evidence that inflation has come down uh, is among the phraseologies that we've heard. And I think one of the things, Oliver, that I'm really going to be looking for here on the 21st is the summary of economic projections of the Federal Reserve issues every other meeting. And the reason that I'm going to be looking at that so closely, I mean, we always do, but uh, in particular this time, it's really going to be interesting to see where uh, their various and anonymous projections for inflation lie in the years ahead. And when we saw that document last time around, there was nothing on the paper where they had inflation over the next two plus years coming down to their 2% target. So do they think now that they've been about this more serious um, series of rate hikes, do they see that over the long-term horizon. I think that's going to be very curious. And then along those lines, as I'm always fascinated by the jobs report as well, obviously we spend a lot of time talking about it, uh, the two of us, uh, where do they see unemployment topping out? Really, they did not see it topping out any higher than about four and a half percent last time around. But Jay Powell and his colleagues have also said, you know, there's more pain to come with these rate hikes 
and they are targeting uh, job openings. Very clear they're doing that. And, and so they want to have a better alignment between the number of people who are unemployed and the number of job openings, and that is still very misaligned. Uh, to that point, Mark, uh, do you expect uh, any uh, surprise in either retail sales or consumer sentiment? Two of our other very consumer-centric uh, prints this week that may be secondary to inflation, but also important as everybody's aware of what the Fed is doing. People know what kind of pain they're trying to inflict. Yeah, I mean, I you know, if you go to a tailgate uh, awaiting a football game these days, uh, Federal Reserve policy isn't usually the first topic that comes <laughs> up. Uh, I've been surprised <laughs> where I found it. Really? Well, I mean, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I, I, li I like hearing that. Uh, but my point is that I don't, I don't know how well dialed in people are with respect to uh, central bank policy. I wish they were more. Uh, I think a little more financial literacy would be a good thing. But to your point, uh, I think that we might start seeing some more upside to consumer sentiment because, you know, gasoline prices have been the chief irritant during this inflation battle, and people really resent high gasoline prices more than I think, let's say, the price of beef. At least you can eat beef, right? Uh, so so uh, I think if, if we continue to get the good news on gasoline prices, and that does seem to be uh, a trend that's well established, I think we might get some better upside on consumer sentiment. Do we see it in the next reads? Who knows, uh, in, in the sense of uh, beating expectations. The problem with retail sales is that the retail sales we've been seeing have largely been uh, price led, right? So in other words, you you know, you get higher retail sales through higher prices and, and that's not a very elegant way to get to that destination, but that's the way we've been getting there lately. Chief irritant uh, oil, I like that. Uh, Mark, thanks for the thoughts as always. A good, uh, helpful addition to our analysis this week. My pleasure, Oliver. Thank you. Take care. Absolutely. Mark Hammert, Senior Economic Analyst at Bankrate.com.